Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Take talk with you anywhere with the all-new Talk 1370 app. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more. Search for Talk 1370 in the App Store or find the links at Talk1370.com. It's anywhere I need. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill. Les Kaiser and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. It's John Massengill sitting here with Les Kaiser and Jonathan Green. All three of us in the studio tonight. Ow! Yo! <laughs> We've had a, a really awesome day. We've spent some time out at Circuit of the Americas. We've been watching some IndyCar racing on television today. Butter my butt and call me a biscuit. What a day. <laughs> I'm not taking that task. Uh, okay, Daniel Ricardo. He tweeted that, actually, didn't he? Yeah. I, I, I didn't know what the heck he was that talking about. Right. What, you're from I Texas? Know. It's well, a Texas I expression. I think it's not. I think it's a I southern expression, so. but it's not a Texas expression. Oh, I forget. You guys aren't in the South, right? Well, and see, Texas is its own thing. Oh, dude. yeah. I'm well I'm aware of what the Lone Star <laughs> State is. Texas is like a whole other country. There you go. <laughs> exactly. See, and, and just because you got your grain card, you're not necessarily Texan, so watch it, buddy. <laughs> Our producer's paying attention. That's great. <laughs> he always pays attention. I know. How I'm dare you? I bet he you. Oh, man, we got a great show tonight. Not only do we have the IndyCar winner, Will Power, on the show here in about probably about 20 minutes or so, but we have Johnny O'Connell joining us, and Johnny is racing. He races for Cadillac and those badass-looking CTSVs, oh, ATSVs, yeah. all the Vs uh, in the Pirelli World Challenge, which is coming here to Coda in just a very short amount of time, and he's going to be with us here momentarily, actually. And then the we were out at Coda today because Sammy Hagar is in yeah, town. Yeah, the Red Rocker. Hey, it's always fun when we get called to host somebody, and, and who wouldn't want to host Sammy Hagar? Sammy Hagar, man, this was <laughs> we had a blast out there today, and he is he was actually just filming a segment for his television show that's on Access TV, and he was in town and and. Uh, He'll be at the concert tonight. Well, he's he's over still over at the Circuit of the Americas. They've got Foreigner and Cheap yeah. Chick tonight. Cheap trick, easy for me to say. Um, tonight, and he's uh, going backstage to uh, do an interview. That's what the show is about. It's great, but he also loves his fast cars in Texas. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we got the we got an interview we did with Sammy here in uh, just a few minutes. And uh, you know what, John Jonathan, why don't you tell the story of this because this is really cool how this happened with Sammy Hagar. Well, yeah, I used to, I did I used to do some work for Access TV, which were then HDNet. That's how people know them. Mark Cuban. Company uh, and I used to do that. They've done some motor racing and they used to do the race of champions, and so I used to do it for them in Europe. Uh, and I got to know, you know, I didn't over several years, and so I got to know the producers and so on. And suddenly, out of the blue, the producer I haven't spoken to him in years calls me and he goes, Hey, you know, you're in Austin, you're in Austin, you know, the circuit. He goes, do you, what, Where can we take Sammy? I was like, Well, first of all, you'll take it down one I, I 30, I 130 because it. They don't drive 55 there, and they go 85. <laughs> and I goes, of course, you got to come to the track. and yeah, yeah. The fastest speed limit in the country. you got to show him that. Yeah, and then Ferrari came out the woodwork and uh, got ourselves a 
Four five eight. Yeah, Ferrari of Austin provided him a four five eight to to ride around with on Circuit of the Americas. It was a blast. It was. It was a good day to have by all. And uh, what a great guy. I mean, there's no question. I was a huge Sammy Hagar and Van Halen fan. And uh, you know, I mean, so it's so cool meeting up with one of your boyhood heroes. But um, he yeah. was a pleasure to be with. Yeah. For just coincidentally, it was my very first concert ever. He was opening for Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I didn't even get a chance to tell him that today. I didn't want to yeah. seem like a fanboy. Well, but, well, 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 now, well Les went full on. Yeah, hey. Les, brought, Les brought his bottle of tequila, had him take well, it. I think he just <laughs> carries it around with him. <laughs> hey, it was in the car. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, now I've you know been a fan of Sammy's for a very long time, but I'll tell you, you know, you Austinites will know what this means. I saw Sammy back in the days that he played the Austin Coliseum. Down wow. on Riverside. How old are you? That, that, that back was in the 14th in, century. Inside the racetrack for the Austin Aquafest road races. Oh, so that's there you cool, go. Wes. That's cool. Tell you another story, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have that interview with Sammy Hagar we did here in a few minutes. But right now, we've got a badass race driver on the phone because we want to welcome Johnny O'Connell back to Speed City. Welcome back, Johnny. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Ah, well, thanks for coming back on. We're very excited to get you back here into Austin in those beautiful Cadillac race cars. Well, you know what? And for all the fans of Pirelli World Challenge, it's not just a Cadillac. It's, you know, I heard you talking Ferrari about, about Sammy. You know, you've got the Ferraris, you've got the Bentleys, you've got the Porsches, you know, the McLarens. Uh, you know, Pirelli World Challenge right now racing uh, is, is as good as it's ever been. And so we're, we're delighted to be back, and it's going to be a, a pretty awesome weekend. Yeah, Pirelli World Challenge, obviously one of our favorites. You get down there with all those gorgeous cars and you get down close to them. So it's just a couple of weeks, guys, when we Pirelli World Challenge back at Circuit of the Americas. I don't know how many times now you guys have been here, but it's a very popular event. Great for kids, too. I mean, it's a family event. It's, uh, it's really one of our favorites. Well, you know, one of the, the nice things about, you know, about sports car racing in general is the proximity that you can get to the cars and the drivers and all that kind of stuff. And this weekend... Uh, you know, the, those that, you know, last year, last year was a very nice for me because we won. <laughs> and uh, that was my crappy Italian accent. No, that's good. Pick it up. Well, it's and, from a Cadillac uh, <laughs> driver, so that's close enough. <laughs> and uh, But this year, you know what, what the, what the series uh, instituted was a, for, for half of the races, a two-driver format for an hour. It's called Sprint X. And so, uh, so I'll be sharing the, my, my, the number three red Cadillac with, uh, with Ricky Taylor. And my my teammate uh, Michael Cooper will be sharing the blue number eight uh, Cadillac ATSV with Jordan Taylor. So uh, so we're looking forward to it. It's it's an inter- interesting format. You know, after 25 minutes, the pits open. You do a pit stop where you just do a driver change. One guy gets out, the other guy gets in, and then brings it home. So no tires, you know, no, just, no just, fuel, uh, no nothing, huh? Just a driver change. It, just driver change. I wish they did fuel, and I wish they did tires, and maybe it'll develop, uh, you know, into that. But uh, just a little extra razzle dazzle. So uh, and and this weekend there'll be three races. So uh, we'll have a race Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So the fans are definitely going to get their, their their money's worth. I'll tell you what. If you had a fantasy pick, I mean, to pick either Taylor to go around Kota, those guys like it's like they grew up here. They, they, they whenever whenever they in any car Kota, they win. <laughs> oh, d- dude, I'll tell you what. You know what? It, like any sport, there there are moments where you get in the zone. And and this year, you know, in their Cadillac DPI, you know, they've been dominant. You know, they found something. And that's one of the cool things about racing is every now and then, and and, and you look back through the history where, 
you know, uh, you can go back to early 90s in IMSA where Toyota with their GTP car found something. Before that, it was Nissan with their GTP or, or Chevrolet with the Intrepid where you find something and you have a dominant season. Well, you know, they've got like a little sprinkle of something in their Cadillac <laughs> and they have been dominating this year. And uh, so, yeah, it is, you know, whenever, whenever a driver is in that zone, uh, it's good to have them around. So uh, we, uh, we've been doing well. We, in our car, we've had a little bit of bad luck, but the the I I tell you what, either on the number eight car, they most both must be Irish because they've been <laughs> so lucky, and they so all the luck has gone their way. But they've been driving well, and they are right now leading that Sprint X Championship, and hopefully uh, in Austin they can they can close it out. Hey guys, I gotta tell you, you know, I mean, we we talk about how similar the cars are that you're going to see on track. Uh, for the PWC cars. Last time, Johnny and I were talking out of the track. He was here for a Cadillac Drivers Day. Uh, real cool lesson. He and Cooper were here. And, uh, you know, what was neat is the new Vs come with a data overlay. So if you have the new ATSV and CTSV, you can do this. They put both of their times in the street-driven cars against, uh, the, against the race participants car. and showed them how oh, much of okay. a difference yeah, yeah. it is with drivers. And I'll tell you, Johnny was screaming and that thing he was having a good time he was smiling all day he had to be good with that well you know what one of the neat things is is that you know through you know through the v series and there's the the atsv and the ctsv it's really promoting the athleticism and performance that that is cadillac and, the, and that permeates every single cadillac that is built but primarily those cars and, and it's really kind of re-educating the world and the program that you're talking about and we're doing that that again uh, in in, uh, in in about a month is called uh, is called V Lab and it's open to everybody. You can just get on the Cadillac website and check it out. And for like a thousand bucks, you get a day, you know, on a circuit like Coda, and uh, where you're you're getting instruction, but the opportunity to to drive these cars. And uh, and and you know what? They're they're just phenomenal, and it, it is the reason that we race these cars. Uh, you know, one of the things that Cadillac likes to brag about is that you can literally take these cars from the showroom to the racetrack, and they're fully track capable. And so uh, they're you know, and also the technology transfer. There's a lot of things that yeah. that, that we've learned. Through racing that get uh, that get put onto uh, uh, onto the street cars, and so it's, a, it's for for General Motors and Cadillac in particular, very beneficial program. You know, I think that Cadillac with it's one of the greatest stories, really, in you know the American automobile industry with all the ups and downs it's had. Cadillac's one of the greatest stories because you know that magnetic ride suspension, the V series. Uh, it, it's really a phenomenal story because it's it, it's kind of returned the brand. Maybe not to the pinnacle where it was in the, I don't know, 60s or whatever, 50s, 60s. But it's really a, a, a huge turnaround. And honestly, it's one of my favorite cars. If uh, my, bucket, my bucket list would probably be uh, the, the CTSV wagon with a six-speed. And, and, you can't, and those are so hard to find. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, that is a car that's gone up in value. It is a rare yeah. car because it's such a sleeper car. I actually, for road and track, I think it was, maybe it was Motor Trend. Tried to do an eight-minute lap in one of those cars in, in the uh, CTSV wagon around the Nurburgring. Unfortunately, it was wet the, the day I tried to do it. Uh. I only did like an 808. I missed it by eight seconds. But uh, they are insane how good they are. And, and and one of the things that kills me, it's like the biggest secret in the world, what Cadillac is these days. 
And, uh, you know, but, 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 but we're very fortunate in that the leadership at General Motor, Motors, you know, there's a, there's a guy named Mark Royce. I think he's president now or whatever. He's a driver. He's, a, he, he's an engineer. He's, he's a top guy. You know, leading the you know tip of the spear type person that that is a driver and gets performance and wants performance in these cars. And the same with the guy that's the president right now uh, of Cadillac, a guy named Johan Denises. He also understands the relationship between racing and high performance cars. And uh, so, uh, so it, it has been. Uh, you know, again, I spent ten years racing the Corvette. Had an amazing time, but am enjoying beyond words my 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 relationship with Cadillac because we really are moving the brand forward. And and if there's just one thing I, I hope fans do and 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 people that that uh, that that you know have an affection towards racing do is get down to a Cadillac dealership and just try them out because the car sells itself. Well, Johnny O'Connell, thank you so much for calling to Speed City. We're going to be looking for you September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd out at Circuit of the Americas for Pirelli World Challenge. Get your tickets, circuitoftheamericas.com. Johnny, thanks for coming on Speed City, buddy. We will see you when you get here. Outstanding, guys. Can't wait to be in Austin. Love that city and love that racetrack. Thanks, Travel Johnny. Safe, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to Speed City live in Austin, Texas. We'll be back after some quick messages. motorcycles in this part of the country for long no doubt you know of buzz motorcycle shop bud left this world a while back but his legendary harley service rides on no longer is buds in downtown austin it is now Ravel's heavy duty and they've moved out by the formula one track you'll see all the familiar faces so bring in your new used and abused but there's no sign of shiny showroom prices so check it out at Ravel's heavyduty.com Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself. Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. The Racetrack. It's where legends are born, where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce Motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Making talk radio great again. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hey, this is Red Rocker Sammy Hagar. You are listening to Speed City. Woo! Welcome back I to Speed my City. <laughs> hey, 
I wonder if he did. Did he get out to the 85 mile an hour speed limit out there? I don't know. Well, uh, you I'm know sure he's going to try it. Yeah. You know that suburban went down there, his limo that he was in. A lot but of yeah. people don't realize that is the fastest speed limit. In fact, fastest speed limit in the in, in North the America. US, yeah. But I believe that they're the only other faster speed limits are the ones that are like the Autobahn that are um, that are kind of wide open that say you can go as fast as safe or whatever. So it's pretty crazy. It's right here in Little Old Austin. Finally, we found somebody with a daily driver that's worth talking about. <laughs> that's true. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead. I want to go ahead and play this interview we did with uh, with Sammy Hagar out at Circuit of the Americas. I don't know, but about three hours ago, uh, he was out there getting ready for his new television show, or for his television show, a new episode that it's on Access TV. So let's hear it from Sammy Hagar. Okay, Speed City fans, we are here with the one and only Sammy Hagar. The Red Rocker has tried the Circuit of the Americas for the first time and for the first time on Speed City. Sammy, what did you think of the track? It's awesome. It's got everything you want. you got a good long straight where you get some real good speed. you got a lot of real tight turns. you got this S thing going on here. You can have a lot of fun on this track. Even if you're an amateur like me, you know, I, I just singing a song like I can't drive 55 my whole life. I couldn't drive <laughs> 55 in a couple of these turns. That's for damn sure. But, hey, listen, I'm the straightaway i think i got about 130 so i'm happy we've we've said all along since they built 130 that they should have renamed it sammy hagar boulevard or something because it's 85 the freeway right out here is that right well maybe i should move back to austin where my wife come from <laughs> my father's from uh, odessa and my my wife's from from uh, austin so that kind of makes me a texan now don't it now we got your ferrari today because we knew you were a ferrari fan Tell us about what you like and what you drive at home. Well, I have a lot of cars, but my Ferrari collection is pretty extensive. I go back to a Daytona and a, a 512 Boxer, and, a, and then I have a lot of Ferrari and I have a 599, so it's really a uh, real it's a big garage. Well, there's more than that, but, but I mean, the, the, the versatility is uh, great, but I don't own any uh, of the newer V8s, the mid-engine jobs, because I'm a front-engine V12 guy. Uh, but I have, a, I have a little 308, but the uh, point is, is that car blew my mind. That, that, that thing was fast, and uh, it handled a lot better than I can know what to do with. I didn't even come close to getting loose and uh, or taking it, you know, full out. And uh, so, yeah, I was very impressed with that car. And, and the Ferrari guys, they're always trying to sell me one of the little V8s. I'm saying, ah, come on, I'm a V12 guy, man. Now I, I think I understand what they're talking about. That car is agile. Well, you've been far more impressive than any of the racing drivers that come on the show. They all drive really boring SUVs, so at least you drive something fun. Oh, I drive good cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a bunch of old muscle cars. I got a, a, a Ford GT40. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been a collector my whole life. I love cars. And how's the show going? Access TV. I've worked with them myself. Uh, great bunch, but a great show. You're basically interviewing fellow rock and rollers uh, around the world. You're doing Foreigner here, um, but it's a great uh, kind of, it's a great fit for you. Well... I, the reason it works is because I'm in the same business as these guys. You know, when a journalist walks in a room in a, in a suit and a tie, or even if he's not, you're automatically you're thinking, oh, I don't trust this guy. Who knows what he, he's, he might try to trick me into saying something and then put it in big headlines. You know, Sammy Hagar says Eddie Van Halen, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So when I walk in the room, they're disarmed. Hey, Sammy, what's going on? Hey, let's jam. Let's have a good time. So I start talking to them about a life we live. And uh, it makes the show a lot deeper and a lot more interesting. Uh, people like John Mellencamp, he said things to me that his manager said, I've never heard John talk like that to anybody. I said, he's never been interviewed by one of his buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it works. Good. When is it? Uh, you got a season here, shooting here at the moment. 
Uh, you're on the, on the road yourself. You're still playing, obviously. Um, what's your next gig? When are you coming back to Texas? Well, again? I mean, I'm doing a, uh, some shows in September, about 12 shows. Uh, but I don't know where they're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know. Yeah, I just get on the plane, get off the plane, get on and off the plane, into the hotel, out of the hotel. But I know I'm playing Dallas and Houston area. Sugarland, actually, not Houston. I'm playing Sugarland. And we're uh, we're gonna uh, you know play right up to September, uh, the end of September around o October 1st, and I go to Cabo for my birthday bash, and uh, it's always a it's always a big fun down there. So I'm I don't know I'm having a good time. Listen, Sammy Hagar, it's great to have you here in Austin, Texas. Thanks for coming. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, going around the circuit. I love Texas. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that I love was it. so much fun. He was having he, he genuinely was having some fun, wasn't he? All right. Well guys, we're gonna go to a break again real quick because when we come back, Will Power, today's IndyCar winner at Pocono, the triangle, is gonna join us next. You're listening to Speed City from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MV Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MV Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Take Talk with you anywhere. On your computer or smartphone, log on to Talk1370.com. a beautiful, beautiful sight. Stay connected with Talk 1370, the right choice. Suckers walk, money talks, but it can't touch my three-lock box. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City. Do you think Mario's ever introduced Sammy Hagar someplace? <laughs> <laughs> I bet I bet Sammy Hagar and Mario Andretti have crossed paths, I no doubt. Bet they have. That would make sense. I All right, guys. Power has crossed paths, uh, paths with Sammy Hagar. Probably both of them. We're very excited, guys, because we have the winner of today's IndyCar race, Will Power, on the line. Will, welcome to Speed City, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Congratulations on an awesome victory today at the Triangle. It was a very eventful day, I have to say. Not really how I expected it to pan out, um, but really, really stoked to win. Tell us a little bit about it, because you came back from a lap down at one point. Um, you had to go in because there was, am I right saying, damage to the front of the car? The 
a piece failed on the front front of the car, um, so I lost all my front grip. So they come in and replace the front wing, and then I got damage on the rear wing, so they they had to replace that. But we got our lap back, and then started making hay, getting through the field, pumping out some fast laps, and ended ended up in the lead. So uh, um, yeah, that was pretty. Something one I'll remember. I, I can't remember being a lap down, coming back and winning a race. So that's pretty pretty cool. Well, and also the last few laps uh, with Joseph breathing down your neck, uh, Alexander Rossi really pumping for a, for a race win, uh, all of you in contention, of course. Um, and, it, you know, it, it just came down to a couple of moves. Was there anything particularly in those last few laps that you felt like you did defensively that, 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 that allowed you to hold on? I was very defensive out of turn two because I knew if I left the inside open, um, he would get me, so that's why I moved so aggressively to the left, um, and and that was the key to the win, uh, you know, because you you can't go on the outside in three. There's too many marbles, and there wasn't enough grip out there. So, uh, yeah, that's that was pretty pretty a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure at the end, but uh, we were able to stay cool and um, get the win. Well, congrats. I see it's your 32nd IndyCar win, breaking a three-way tie now with uh, Dario Franchitti and Paul Tracy. That's a pretty that's a pretty great list, and that's a lot of IndyCar wins. Congrats. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that is actually when I think about it. It's been, uh, it's been oh, God, when I started, 2006, but uh, really, really stoked to be in company of uh, Dario Franchitti and uh, Paul Tracy. I mean, these guys are legends of the sport, and... Uh, um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's just cool to be in that company. And the important thing for this today was the fact that it puts you in some ways, or in many ways, back into contention. I mean, not that you were ever out of it, but a third win now, uh, and the points gap is, is enough with the time left that we, you know, you can head to Sonoma, uh, hopefully still there. We're right in the game, believe me. 42 points is not much um, when there's, uh, like, the amount that's, what, what is it? It's more than 200 points on the table. Yeah. So uh, we're still, we're, man, we can win this. I'm going to do my absolute best to the end. I want to win my second championship. Oh, I love it. And, you know, we were joking around. Uh, we had uh, another Aussie on. We'll get to him later on. But, uh <laughs> What's with you guys and Shoeys? Are you going to join in this whole Shoey thing that <laughs> Ricardo has started in F one? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I need to do that. I, um, <laughs> I used to be a bit of a germaphobe, so but now I, I don't really care. Once, once you've had a kid, ah, yeah, <laughs> do that in a heartbeat. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, the Shoey. That's a that's pretty cool that Ricardo that- came up with that. I love it. It's actually kind of disgusting if you think about it, but but I'd love it if you were to pick up that tradition. (laughs) I have to say, it is pretty disgusting. It's it's when he gives a shoe to someone else. I'd be like, no, I don't really want to do that. I'll get my own shoe and do it. Yeah, right. Someone else's that's been sweating in a Formula yeah, One Yeah, here's my handkerchief. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was I probably was... a few races worth of sweat in that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's. But I guess alcohol is uh, like kills germs. Some way, yeah, kills germs. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I think right, we're going to watch for this. We're going to see when he gets on podium again. We're going to see who he hands his shoe to. <laughs> <laughs> who he hands it to? 
<laughs> so what you got next? Well, I mean, obviously, um, the race is to come. Do you get a bit of time off before you, you, you're, you're back in the seat again? No time off straight next weekend. Like, yeah, uh, that's what I thought. Two more weeks straight. So uh, it's an oval that we uh, no one's been to or raced at. Uh, a couple of guys tested there. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, short weekends. So you got to be on your toes to get the car right. And uh, yeah, man, going to do my best. Just keep pushing. I want to want to get it done. And it really has been an interesting battle um, between Chevrolet and Honda this year as well. Uh, besides just the, the inter-team rivalry, Penske, Ganassi and so on, uh, I've been really interested to see that, that, that both you guys have been kind of taking one win here, one win there, and there's not really been a dominance that we've seen in the past. It's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good battle. I mean, yeah, obviously Honda definitely, you know, had their stuff together at the 500, but... Uh, Chevy's come on strong now, and um, you know you see at Texas, the last two super speedways, Texas and here. Um, I, I feel like I mean, obviously been right in the game, but um, maybe a bit of an advantage. So yeah, it's been a good battle. Well, hopefully, and just so people know, double points at the final round. So pretty much, I mean, anybody in the top five which you are in, um, effectively he's going to see it out now, barring a mechanical difficulty or whatever. But um, double points, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Double points is a huge difference, especially when you're chasing. I think if you're leading, you don't want it. But, <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, and and you know it, you can imagine the swing there. Like it, it can be an eighty-point swing. So uh, yeah, you absolutely in the game. If you even if you're within forty points there, you're still well in the game. But if you're within twenty points of the leader, you can in, you know you can control your own destiny just by winning the race. Yeah. Well, so what about next week? Talk about that. The particulars of that racetrack. What do you you know what do you do different to win, or what you know what's the car set up? Anything particular about next week? Yeah, I think it's going to be very similar to Phoenix. Um, it probably is going to race better, though. It's more open. It's a bit longer. Um, and uh, I feel like Chevy's going to have an advantage there like we have had at the uh, short ovals this year. Uh, no one, a few people have tested there. They just resurfaced it. Uh, I think it's going to be, no one knows how it races yet. Uh, so, yeah, just got to, Make sure you know what you want from the car. Well, I know today, I mean, it's funny. It's victories like today. It's not the Indy 500. It may not be, you know, the biggest race of your career, and it's just one of 32. But I know when you got out of the car, you, I heard you talking to the reporter, and you kind of, you didn't sigh with relief, but you were like, you knew you'd been in a battle. This was a big one, wasn't it? It was a big one. Man, I am tired. I am so mentally exhausted. <laughs> See, like when you're lapped down, you're in all that traffic, and oh man, so many close calls. Yeah, but uh, a memorable win come from a lap down to win it. Uh, very, very stoked. Very stoked. The guys did a great job in the pits, and um, team did a fantastic job, and I did my job on the track. So, yeah, we're right there in amongst it for the championship. Well, and I know you, you, you've got to be exhausted. I was The three of you guys at the end with, yeah. with Rossi and Newgarden behind you, I mean, it looked like it, there was no margin for error. A single tiny error and you would have lost that lead. No, exactly. Exactly. Just couldn't make a mistake. Had to be very smart how you defended. 
um, not to slow yourself up at the last turn there. And, um, yeah, it was a fierce battle. I thought I was going to have it easy there when I had a big lead. <laughs> and slowly they're telling me, you know, it's getting smaller and smaller, and then they're on me. I'm like, ah, oh, man, we have to fight this out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it worked out. worked out very well. I know you're tired, but now you're going to go back to fathering duties. Um, I, I've got to ask you, we've asked you about your daily driver. Has it changed now you've got Junior on board, baby on board? Do you, do you have a, a more reliable SUV? I, I have a Chevy Suburban. There you go. There we go. Got the third seat in it now. You know Here what, we go. That, that's a respectable yeah, a, family car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a full family man now. Full family man. Not going to see me drive around in a Ferrari or <laughs> The old Suburban, which I have to say, this Chevy Suburban is a fantastic car. Oh, I, family car. That's what I had. To, growing up with all my kids, that's exactly what I drove. I bet we had. You've got the hippie hybrid version, don't you? We do. I got the Tahoe hybrid now, but we had the, when we had all the kids small, we had the Suburban, man. That was the ultimate family hauler, and you could haul boats and everything else behind it, too. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Go go to your local Chevy store and pick one up. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. Nice, 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 nice work, Will. <laughs> hey, Will, if you come down here, join us, spend the day with us. I, you know, you heard the music coming in. We spent the day with Sammy Hagar out at Circuit Americas. If you come, we'll go get you a Z06 or something to go play in. How's <laughs> that, buddy? You can play. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it. Come on now. Okay. Hey, well, listen, best of luck for the remaining races. We will be watching, and hopefully we'll be talking to you again um, because you'll do it again. Um, but a uh, long way to go yet, even though it's getting to that uh, business end, right? Oh, yeah. I really hope I'm speaking to you guys at the very end of the year, but a few <laughs> times in between as well. So. Fair enough. Awesome. We'll power. We'll go get some rest, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. Thanks for coming back on Speed City. Thanks, man. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank Thank you. You. Travel safe. Oui. Oh, yeah. Chevy Suburban. I mean, when you hear a family car, you think, obviously, the first thing that comes to your mind is minivan, and then there's crossovers. But Suburban, I, that's a manly man. I'll, I'll admit it. Texas, we are overwhelmed with the giant you know, SUVs. Suburban being the most popular one that you will see around. And and they will drift around the corners on 2222. Yes. If you say that, so. Uh, 2222 is a curvy huh? road. Folks. That's a racetrack, right? It is a racetrack. <laughs> oh, not really. Not really. No, I would no. never drive fast. No, no. Never go over the speed limit. I would no. never do that. No. Hey, um, I want to, we took our break early, so we got a few minutes. So I want to talk about Formula One, before we go yes. to Thomas Randall, another yeah, Aussie. which is great. It's a good segue. Yeah, but before we uh, before we do that, I want to talk about Formula One because... Yes, sir. You know, we, obviously our whole world is born out of the Circuit of the Americas and Formula One coming to Austin and everything else. And we've had every... Les all, was born at the Circuit of the Americas. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But Back we've had the all day. these boxes that we've, we've ticked along the years, right? We've talked about, okay, we got us a track. Well, then we had an American driver. We had Alexander Rossi. And then, lo and behold, we had an American team. It's Haas Formula, Haas F1 team. And we've talked about how we're going to grow the sport, right? How we're going to grow the audience. And and we've watched soccer, you know, kind of during this same time. Soccer is all of a sudden, we see soccer in primetime television and stuff. And I'm thinking, what can we do to get Formula 1 there? Well, Liberty Media, I think, has definitely found one of the answers. And that's social media because... There's a great article we tweeted out earlier today uh, about about how Formula One now has grown the sport on its social channels faster than virtually any other uh, uh, race series right now. Their their increase in uh, just 
from the beginning of this year to the end of to where we are now is over almost 21 percent increase in their number of followers so they've gone from little under 8 million to uh, almost 10 million followers yeah and they expected to go to 12 in a weird way and i agree it's great news but i'm not that surprised and what i mean is that i think a bunch of people were itching to be on social media it was low-hanging fruit it was low-hanging fruit um you know the the interest in formula one and it is it is odd actually living here because being somebody who's traveled the world and also having grown up in europe um you know it's 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 just a given that formula one is that popular to soccer let's say um but of course you know there are other things here there are other distractions there are other shiny things and low-hanging fruit like football and nba and you know so um it is a very competitive market and a hard market to break especially uh indycar as well um you know they've got their own single seater series uh, and many of them as well as great imsa and great you know so on and so forth so Formula One, you know, has to start really pushing hard. Uh, and social media is absolutely one of the keys. And if yeah, you can be yeah. successful there, which they are now being, great. Yeah, come come to Texas and try to supplant football of any kind. I mean, high school football, much less <laughs> yeah. college, you know, Longhorn Jaggies and, and Dallas Cowboys and Houston Texans. That is a tall order in Texas, for but sure. But I may add, um, you know, F4, which is coming to Circuit of the Americas uh, 14th to 16th uh, during the WEC weekend, you know, we're going to see a lot of young American talent racing, uh, all of them under 18 years of age, if not around that age. We've had a couple of them on the show, Loomis, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've got Brendan Leach coming. Uh, we, we're going to speak to Thomas Randall, who's another young up-and-coming Aussie. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of talent coming up through, especially American talent, um, and I think that's that's only bodes well for the future of what you what is the last bit of the puzzle, I suppose, is, is a really Formula One badass stud from the States. Uh, and it yeah. could be Santino Ferrucci. It could be, it's already Gustavo Menezes, but um, there are several others all the way coming up, you know. Yeah, it's but it's it's really encouraging because uh, and it was low hanging fruit, but there was no effort. It wasn't long ago. Formula One didn't even have uh, a Twitter account at all. They didn't no. have. They weren't doing anything on YouTube. If you follow YouTube, I mean, if you follow F1 on YouTube now, as compared to even six months ago, they are very prolific. Of all my subscriptions in in uh, YouTube, they are probably the most prolific right now. And this and so article making a huge effort puts them second to MotoGP. And given that MotoGP uh, are second to none, in my opinion, uh, in doing their social media and their sort of free video media uh, media and signing people up, um, they've been very, very proactive and very aggressive in the last decade. And of course, they've got Valentino Rossi, and they've got an, an unbelievable series uh, of of great races across the board um so yeah i think formula one um finally is 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 not catching up that's the wrong word but you know is equaling and then we can see from these percentage increases uh, that it's a massive increase so yeah well dorna and and um gp and world superbikes did a great job like they they reached out like they reached out to twitter and if you notice when you go out and you use a hashtag for some of the driver for the, some of the writers it'll put the little uh, icon and, th- you know, those icons, uh, like they look like emoticons, they're there for a reason because they catch your eye and they did a great job. And that's how, I mean, MotoGP has got more than double the, the worldwide followers than Formula One. In fact, MotoGP is the number one uh, social total number of followers in all these race series, which includes NASCAR, World Rally, World Superbikes, uh, IndyCar, WEC, Formula E, all those. So uh, they've done a fantastic job, but... but uh, 
I'm just excited to see Formula One do that because uh, I think it's it can make a it can move the needle absolutely. Yeah, and it's interesting. Valentino Rossi leading the way um, in terms of combined MotoGP versus Formula One ahead of Lewis Hamilton, then Mark Marquez, Jorge Lorenzo, and Fernando Alonso. So you know it, it's it's pretty you know it's 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 kind of as you'd expect in terms of popularity. Um, no big surprises there. And Valentino Rossi continues to be an absolute icon in the sport of motor racing. Well, you know, as well as uh, Lewis Hamilton's been doing of late, and of course how amazing he is and Fernando Alonso and stuff, but Valentino Rossi, he is truly a freak of nature in sports right, <laughs> right now. I mean, you've got to put him up there with guys like Tom Brady and yes, you and, do. and uh, LeBron James or, or whoever. Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan maybe, yep. really. I think Valentino Rossi is probably... Of our era right now, maybe even above those guys in his accomplishments. Well, what I'm amazed with him is that if you remember Michael Jordan, we're, we're trying to compare. I mean, he went off to baseball, came back, came back again, came I back mean, and won the championship yeah, again. Right? But, but Valentino hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has been consistently up there every week, week in, week out. And he's and 38, I mean, he's 38 years, old. years old. It's it's a great story. I mean, it really is. And and you know, while we chuckle when we say 38, is that you know to be a quarterback at 40 is pretty pretty impressive and we've seen you know brett Favre do what he did but i mean to to do a motorcycle race where you're pretty much coming off eh, you know half the time okay there could be one thing harder to do than what valentino rossi's did and that's to stay relevant as a rock and roller till you're 70 like sammy hagar <laughs> oh, so you're giving away his age he's turning 70 i was i couldn't believe it we saw him today he was he, he looks about looks 55 50. yeah, <laughs> yeah 55. back to 55 again here we go all right well guys let's go ahead and take a break when we come back we're going to have that interview with thomas randall and up young and up-and-coming aussie race driver and uh, we're going to have a couple other stories poetic, yeah yeah exactly Exactly. All right. You listen to Speed City live in Austin. Back after these messages. motorcycles in this part of the country for long no doubt you know of bud's motorcycle shop bud left this world a while back but his legendary harley service rides on no longer is bud's in downtown austin it is now revels heavy duty and they've moved out by the formula one track you'll see all the familiar faces so bring in your new used and abused but there's no sign of shiny showroom prices so check it out at revelsheavyduty.com the racetrack it's where legends are born where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance such are the nameplates you'll find at aston martin of austin lotus of austin bentley austin and rolls-royce motorcars austin exotic iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride highway 183 north of mcneil road Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. 
1370 is everywhere with the New Talk app. Get it now at talk1370.com. This is David Hobbs, and you're listening to Speed City. All right, Jonathan, I want you to introduce this next guest who we interviewed, I don't know, an hour ago or so, because you've known him for a long time. I have known him for a long time, and I'm really impressed with what he's doing both in and out of the car. His name, Thomas Randall. He's the Toyota Racing Series champion from 2017. Um, and he is following, therefore, in the footsteps of Lando Norris, who recently tested up against Vettel in a McLaren and did pretty good. Did really uh, he's good. also being compared, if you will, to you know to Lance Stroll, who also won the Toyota Racing Series, and we know the rest is history, as it were. So there's Thomas Randall's a young Australian trying to follow in the footsteps of Mark Webber, and I love um, the fact that we've got this pulpit of Speed City to bring young drivers to people's attention. Um, we had Jacob Loomis on the show. Dude, He'll, it's in our it's in our DNA. Our is. very first guest was Alexander Rossi. It says it all. Back in 2012, <laughs> before he was anybody. Yeah. We looked pretty smart over that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Now, well, now there's we no do. cameras here. Hindsight. But uh, Carl Lockwood, um, um, Kirkwood was on. Um, really good guy and definitely going places. Um, you know, I've got an interview I've done with Brendan Leach. Um, but this is uh, Thomas Randall, and he's now racing in the UK uh, and chasing his dream both in single-seaters uh, and in sports cars. And it's somewhat uh, kind of ironic or somewhat poetic that we've just had Will Power on because that's really where he, this guy wants to go, is wants to be the next Will Power, wants to be the next Mark Webber. Yep. So let's go ahead and hear this interview with Thomas Randall. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty busy, Jonathan. Um, so I got back uh, a couple of weeks after Toyota, and I was actually looking after Lewis Leeds, another guy in the Toyota Racing Series. I was um, driver coaching him in the Formula Renault. Um, and then I've been doing the British LMP3 Cup Championship, uh, which is new for this year, and that's all been going really well. Uh, and then, yeah, alongside that, I, I got a call up from AVF, uh, the Spanish Formula Renault team to do the last six rounds of Formula Renault Euro Cup, which was actually ironic. It was the same championship I was looking after Lewis in. Um, and, yeah, I've been doing that as well alongside the LMP3. And that's, yeah, pretty competitive. So it, it's been a, a very busy uh, couple of weeks, and I've had four or five weekends on the trot now. So this is my first weekend off. So are you beating Lewis Leeds? That's the important thing. You're coaching him, but are you better than him? <laughs> Uh, well, to be honest, I, I'm pretty sure I've beaten him in every race I've done so far. Uh, so, sorry, Lewis. Um, you might have to come and get some more tips and tricks off me. But we're actually racing um, We're racing next weekend at Paul Ricard. Um, so, I probably don't want to speak too soon. <laughs> but I like the way he said that. He said, I'm pretty sure he knows exactly, exactly where he yeah. is. Yeah. Racers don't do things pretty sure. <laughs> uh, well, my first race, um, I DNF'd and... He would have beaten me, but then he actually got flipped by his teammates, so technically he didn't beat me in that one. <laughs> That's a technicality for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of no. Europe? I mean, obviously you've waited a long time and you've done a lot of racing in, in your short career, but um, racing in Europe, that's that's the epitome for, for an Aussie, uh, following in the footsteps of a, a Mark Webber and all those that have gone before. Um, what was What's your impression of, first of all, being based in England and, and being almost at the heart of motor racing. Yeah, well, that's the whole reason I came over because this is where I believe the, the heart of motor racing is. Um, yeah, England's, England's not too bad. I think where I live is, is pretty quiet. I'm only about five minutes from uh, Snetterton Circuit, 
Um, so there's not a lot to do around where I am, but uh, the racing's fantastic in the in the UK and Europe is unbelievable. I mean, it's this is the I guess the first proper European Championship I'm doing. Uh, I did a couple rounds of the 3.5 last year, uh, but in terms of a bit more of a, a long-term championship. Uh, you know, this is, is very competitive. Um, and I definitely got a shock uh, when I when I got into it because it's one of those championships where you think you've done an absolutely mega lap and you might still be half second off. Uh, but, you know, I got to the first round at the Hungara ring um, and I've never been to the place. So it's, again, it's it's been a good year in terms of learning new circuits um, because four of the six rounds I'm doing, I've never been to. Uh, and, yeah, I got to Hungary um and we had a good, at least we got to have a test day, which was good. Um, and, you know, that all went really well. Qualified um, P2 in my group in the wet, first time in the wet. So that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, but the racing is just extremely intense. You know, it's it just reminds me of the Toyota Racing Series, except there's just more good guys. You know, the Toyota probably had, you know, seven or eight good guys where you've got 15 or 16 guys who can really win a race or, you know, finish in the top three, top five. So you you can't afford to make a mistake. Uh, and, you know, our last round was at the Red Bull ring, which is not a very long circuit. So any sort of mistake there and you can be you can be starting P15, you know, and a 10th or two might have got you in the top five. So it's it's a extremely tough championship, but I definitely feel like it's uh, improving me as a driver. Well, Jonathan, I am anxious to follow this young he's, Thomas Randall. But I'll tell you, he's he's the real deal. Yeah, and we've got the we're going to have the full interview up in a podcast. It was probably 15, 20 minutes, so we'll put that up uh, as a podcast up on speedcitybroadcast.com. By the way, while I'm thinking about it, don't uh, we don't we don't talk about it enough? But <clears throat> one of the best ways to listen to Speed City is, of course, because we have more than just a radio show, but we've got all of our podcasts up on iTunes. And, of course, all of them up on our website at speedcitybroadcast.com. Or you can just hang out at Les's house. That's the best way to listen to Speed that City. I mean, is... you know, that's, that's like, you know. Because if they come over, they're in charge of the rejoins and, you know, playing the music. And... Okay, but you'll serve <laughs> drinks, right? Well, until this bottle's empty. I think we're sitting here with a bottle of tequila on the studio desk. Signed by Sammy Hagar. Signed by Sammy Hagar. But it's still sealed. As I don't really... Yeah, Sammy said, you know, no, we're not, not opening till... it until the microphones are turned down. So <laughs> no, it's... he said until the sun goes down. Oh, the sun goes down. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, okay, Sammy. Yeah, see, you learn something with age. <laughs> All right, boys, I want to transition to the World Endurance Championship. Because we're right. coming to our little town of Austin, Texas in a very short order. And so, you know, it's just a bit of history with the Lone Star Le Mans. It's like starting with nearly a century of the legendary 24 Hours Le Mans has been, in, you know, been the main marquee event for endurance racing. But here at the Lone Star Le Mans, here in Austin, Texas, and little old Elroy at Circuit of the Americas, the tradition has been, what, now four years now? So uh, I'm really excited for looking forward to this, Jonathan. It's a great event, and this year it really is a big event too because not only do we have the six hours of the Lone Star Le Mans, um, slightly different times this time, so check out the schedules. Um, we don't go on into the late night uh, this time. Um, but more importantly, we've got a bumper, bumper um, support class, including the Ferrari Challenge, um, including... Um, 
V V eight, which I'm really looking forward yep. to. That's where uh, Robert Kubitzer, that's where Will Power um, actually made their names uh, back in the day. Um, so this is the first time it's leaving European shores to come to the United States. So definitely one, and there's some badass drivers in it uh, too, uh, who are on the way to Formula One, if not Indy, in the next few years. So definitely worth a look. Then we've got the F4, um, the US F4, and we've had uh, a few drivers already on the show. We'll have more on as the weeks um, progress but um, you know it's a really really good strong single seater um, group of drivers coming here uh, as well as the badass world championship winners uh, and Porsche and Toyota and of course the last chance to see the mighty Porsche in action uh, led by Earl Bamber and Brendan Hartley um, who are you know um, absolutely having a fantastic uh, year of it, um, and I think it's and also Ford leading G, uh, GT Pro yeah, with yep. um, my good old mate Andy Prio. So Ford flying high, and we'll be coming in here as championship leaders. So that's it's really well. I, I hope that because they're going to go to Mexico first. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to. I would forget how amazing this is. I mean, you also got the Ferrari Challenge to to uh, yep. add to that little uh, nice little list. But uh, this is just really one of those incredible series that's got so much history behind it. Uh, but uh, I do want to talk about the future at some point in this conversation with LMP1. We talked about it a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but uh, but I, w- I don't want to focus on that just yet. I want to talk because also right before they come to Coda, they go to Mexico too. Yeah, they got a full six hours of Mexico, and that's an important event for them because of both the championship. Obviously, we're getting down to this, the, the business end. They've got a few more rounds after Coda, but um, racing at altitude in Mexico City uh, always has its own sort of uh, throw-ups, as it were. It's a Formula One track like um, Circuit of the Americas, which is always tricky. Uh, it sounds like you've got a massive circuit, but when you get these guys out, four different classes and different speeds, then it gets really interesting. And I think Mexico, I think you can see it on Fox Sports. Um, you, you know, uh, look out for the listings on there. Um, but well worth a look and get yourself ready for the big boys coming. And don't forget, uh, you can be around this sport. You can get on the grid beforehand. I'll be out there shouting and screaming and <laughs> talking to some drivers. But no, we want every we want people to come in and we want them to get onto the grid, get up close to the cars, maybe meet some drivers. Um, it's hey, it's I'll, a very inclusive. I'll tell event. you flat out, one of the favorite people just to stand back, you know, for us is watch people come up and meet Johnny O'Connell. Yeah. That was just on. And he is one of the most likable guys in person. He's fun. He'll take pictures. And, you know, if the car's sitting there available, they'll put a kid in the seat and get a picture. With the kid. I mean, it's like they get it. Yeah. Two more, two events coming to the Circuit of the Americas. If you've got little Johnny uh, or, or little uh, Jennifer <laughs> and they're interested in, uh, in any form of cars, this is probably the closest you're going to get to real sports cars, both exotic and production-based uh, in both PwC in September 3rd and World Endurance Championship uh, on September 16th. Hey, I also want to talk, this is like all Coda All show today, but uh, I want to talk about the F4 cars that oh, we yeah. saw out in the garage that Sammy Hagar also wouldn't yeah, check he, those he bad boys out. Yeah, I mean, that is, it is so crazy to look at, look at those cars and go that, that you're going to be able to get out here and race those cars on Circuit of the Americas. They've got the F4 cars that are, they're going to be racing. They're building the uh, the cart track out there. They've got the Audi experience now mm-hmm. out there. I mean, and those cars are beautiful. Those Audi, Audi oh, R8s yeah. are yeah. absolutely gorgeous. So. Hey, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, okay, you know, we were there, and certainly we had the Ferrari. Well, while Sammy is sitting there, you know, 
clearing out some of his stuff. He grabs a phone and he hands it to his wife and goes, can you get a picture of me with all these R8s? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it's a beautiful shot. It's a beautiful sight. Yeah, it's uh, it's starting to really come together. That, plus, you've got Barcelona and a new professional uh, team coming to the Circuit of the Americas. And, That's uh, right. I tell you, I, that actually has really got me excited because I've been excited about soccer in this country for a while. Uh, but to have it again here and to have a, uh, you know, a team like Barcelona based here for their summer camps is awesome. Well, it's just like what I was saying earlier in the show about how soccer has has grown the sport yeah, in yeah. the United States, and this is just a, nat- a perfect natural extension of it at Circuit of the Americas. I think it's a great use of the facility, and anything that adds to the revenue at Circuit of the Americas is fine in my book. Yep. Uh, finally, we got somebody with a daily driver on the show. That's good. We'll have to have more <laughs> like Sammy on to, I know. to keep so- that... We've been asking that question since we asked Alexander Rossi in 2012. Well, we couldn't believe it, could we? <laughs> I know. Is that, what? A, a Silverado? And, and we've been asking it. Yeah. And over the years, there's been some pretty good answers. But for the most oh, part... Let's see. Colin Daly blowing five motors in his Subaru. Yeah. Yeah. But, but for the most part, guys, if you think about it, most of these guys, they're associated with a, with a manufacturer. Yeah. So they, they can't say what they really want to say. Or or they or they just drive something boring. <laughs> it's like, come on! They go, no, I I saved my racing for the track. I'm like, yes, I guess that's a, what a was smart. it that uh, Alexander said he's driving now. It's like not a Nissan Cube, but I want to say it was a little <laughs> boxy nothing car. Yeah. All right, guys, well, we got to wrap it up. I want to. I do want to talk about something else. I'm, I mentioned is that all the different places to lead, to listen to Speed City uh, iTunes is one of the best ones. And uh, speedcitybroadcast.com, all of our content gets put up there. Our YouTube channel, our SoundCloud, but all those, we put things up there. But Les, you got one more thing? Hey, wanted to just let you know, turn on the TV, turn off the radio, go check out Sam Hager with his Rock and Roll Road Show. It starts in just a minute. Yeah, it does, 8 o'clock. All right, talk on to you next week. Access TV. Ciao, y'all. Ciao, y'all. If every talk radio program were the same, what would be the point? The Michael Berry Show is a little bit different. We're going to talk about politics, but we'll also talk about how great it is to live in Texas. Weekdays, 5 to 7 on Talk 1370. It's the Michael Berry Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.